give ear, O my people of Prosaikopole, to my teaching, incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings from of old, things that we have heard and known, that our fathers have told us. Next verse. We will not hide them from their children. We will not hide them from the next generation, but tell to the coming generation the glorious deeds of the Lord and his might and the wonders that he has done. He established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers to teach to their children that the next generation might know them, the children yet unborn, and arise and tell them to their children so that they should set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments. Pause. Selah. Consider. Pause and consider in the Bible is Selah or Selah. I don't know how to say it, but the picture is a cow eating the cud, eating the grass, chewing that thing, putting it into his digestive tract. It goes into one stomach. He regurgitates it. He chews on the regurgitation, gets all of the nutrients, and then it goes right down into the next cavity of his other stomach pocket. He regurgitates again, chews on the regurgitation, the vomit, chews on that thing over and over again so that all the nutrients and energy could come into his body so that the cow can grow. So when you see that word in the Bible, pause, he wants you to chew on it a bit. He wants you to stay there a little while. He wants you to get every single nuance and energy and nutrient out of that word and that passage. We're going to pause right here in this message because it tells us what we're supposed to do as fathers men in the house our role is to make sure our family unit knows the most high god that knows how to worship they know how to hear from god it does not come from me alone it does not come from our kids church alone it does not come from the youth pastor the youth directors alone this is your responsibility that's why when jesus called peter I will make you a fisher of men because the men that you reach are supposed to lead the next generation. They're supposed to model. They're supposed to go ahead and rise up and to show. Tell the story. Know your testimony. That's important. That was point number one. And you can't just tell your story and talk about it. You got to be about it. You got to be about it. Because they know two sides of you. They know church you, and they know home you. Ask the guy in the back on the camera. He knows church Pastor Wade, and he knows me at home when he catches me right after a nap, when he wants to do something on his timetable, and I'm just trying to get a holy prayer and snooze, Uncle Al. And I thought it was very important to model for him how to worship and honor God, how to invest into your spiritual growth and health. So when I took them on a short little family vacay for a couple of days, because they eat me out of house of hold, and so I can't afford to go much longer than that, I took them to an elevation worship concert. Three hours long. Of all the songs that we sing, we rock out too. And I had all my favorites lined up. I said, oh, they better sing Gyra. 
Jaira better come my way. You are enough, Jaira. I'm feeling replenished. I'm feeling refreshed. And then I kind of peek in the corner of my eye because I cannot force my kids' hands to go in the air. I cannot muster up, hey, dad said you need to worship God right now, make it look good. None of you were there. I peeked out of the corner of my eye, had my camera ready to capture sweet moments of worship. Sniping them. I saw you worshiping him. My little one was waiting for this song called Lion. This roaring song called Lion. Get you ready for battle. Get you ready for the crouching lion that is out there that wants to steal, kill, and destroy your life. He was talking about the lion of Judah. I don't really know that song too well because I wanted all my, oh, come to the altar, the arms are open wide. He's like, I want lion. And when that song came up and I saw little Reezy putting up his hands and crying out from his heart, and there was no manufacture of that. It was something that he caught. It was something that he got when he was worshiping along, Matthias and the crew and all the kids' church people and what we do at home. He caught it and he started to find his own way in how to connect and worship God. I cannot tell him just to do it. I got to put him in situations where there's a transfer of heart where he gets it, where he catches it. Jesus called Peter and told him, told him, you are going to be a fisher of men. But I always wondered, then why did he call Paul? Why did he call Paul? He called Peter, James and John, Andrew. He had the crew. He walked with them three and a half years before he ascended. And if there was anything or anyone that should have gotten the heart of Christ, it should have been those 12. Well, we know one of them did a little thing and he got cast off. Maybe that's why Jesus needed to go after Saul. Better call Saul a persecutor of Christians, a killer of Christians. Why would Jesus choose him? Why would he choose someone that was like a terrorist to the ones that followed Jesus? A literal terrorist. Uncle Al, we sat down with a couple at Uncle Mike Matias's, Mitch's dad's birthday party, turned 50. That guy worked, like, I thought he was 50 20 years ago. He'd been like 50 for 20 years. I've always called him Uncle Mike. He's only like seven years older than me. I literally thought he was 50 for all this time. He's just like locked in time. We sat on the table with a couple, and we started to tell stories about mission trips, about places where they said they bombed these places, they shoot up these places, we went to India. We ate at an American-style cafe. A, a year, maybe, later, terrorists came in, knew that there were Americans that eat there. AK-47s just sprayed and killed and took out all these different places. And I started to recall, like, all the stories that we used to do. Oh, remember when we used to go on mission trips? Oh, remember when we used to do this in Japan? Oh, remember when we used to go to India and Indonesia and the Philippines, Philippines again, and Philippines again? If you ever want to start your um, missionary, it always starts with like a Filipino, Philippine trip. 
And then it goes on from there that I caught myself in a yesteryear moment, the glory day moment. Like this is what we used to do. What are you doing right now to show that you got next? I got next. It is important for us if we're still breathing on this earth, if we're here on this side of eternity, that we take this mantra of not just transferring our love to being a fisher of men who Peter said, okay, I'm going to reach this generation. Jesus called Paul because he was a generational leader, a multi-generational leader. We know this to be true because his writings wrote to people that were in the future. He had a heart for people in the future that were yet to be, the unborn babies, the ones that were little. He was writing words. He did not know that he was going to write two-thirds of the New Testament that we read and we put on T-shirts and hoodies and mugs. But God knew what he was going to do, that he wasn't part of the original 12. But Jesus called Paul for being a persecutor. Now he's getting people to praise Jesus. Now he's getting people to run after God. He called Paul and made him into what he was, a generational leader. And what did Paul do? He got a young Padawan. He got his little Timothy, little Timmy. Come here, Timmy. I want to show you what it means like to be a leader. I want to show you what it means like to be a man. I want to show you how to walk upright with confidence to be the head and not the tail. To be at the forefront and not behind. That you were called for greatness and not to shrink back and to watch other people set culture. Watch other people put their flag down and say, this is how you're supposed to live. No, you are called to set a standard, Timothy. You're supposed to set a standard in this generation. So I'm going to pour everything I got in you. So that when I'm dead and gone, you're going to pass the torch on to the next generation. And then some, and then some. You think that if you were gone, that someone else is going to do it. That's a scary place to live. We got to live in a place where if we don't speak or we don't share, we're going to be or put someone on a path to be the next suicide bomber, to be the next whatever tragedy that we could avert if we just speak truth into the lives of the next generation. Amen. He calls you out. He called them out right where they're at, at, at a young age. He called them out. He cleaned them up. Okay. He called them out. He cleaned them up and then he commissioned them forward. Some of us want to be called out. I want to be called out by Jesus. That feels good. I feel recognized. I feel like he knows me. He knows my name. And he starts cleaning you up. I like that part. Okay. Oh, that. Whoa. I didn't know I had to give up this. I didn't know I had to surrender this. He starts to clean you up because he loves you too much for you to stay the same. God loves you just the way that you are. But his love is too great for you to stay the same. So he cleans you up. And it's, it takes time because some of you guys are stubborn like me. And it just takes a working of your soul, a working of your heart, a working of your mindset. It's like, oh, no, no, no. I'm never going to do it. I'm never going to I'm never going to change. I'm never going to I live this way. This is who I am. I'm just, I can't change. And then you consistently put yourself 
into the presence of God, into his word, and you consistently discipline yourself to dive into prayer, to, to dive into small group, and to dive into a worship experience, and don't just say, check it out once every month. I'm going to dip once a month. I'm good. Do my check mark. Good. That you would discipline yourself to go all in and watch him start to break off the things that you thought that God wouldn't give you victory over. You, you know, some of you just say, like when we sang that song, I felt it in the spirit. I'm finished because I just constantly do this. I just constantly do this. I just constantly do this. And it's never going to change. It's never going to change. And you're literally cursing yourself to never, ever change. God has given us a victory by his son, Jesus Christ, that when he calls you out, he cleans you up so that he can commission you forward. And somebody like, well, I'm waiting till I'm, I'm super clean. I'm waiting till I'm super, super duper clean. Till all of my issues are taken away. Then I can go out. Then I can do what he's called me to do. Then I can share to the next generation and I can testify and give my testimony. No. God wants you to go. The story is yours. When you believe in him, you're walking in him, you're praying, you believe me, you're reading the word, you're in a group. He's going to commission you forward. But some of us are very comfortable in the first two stages. I'm just going to wait till I get it all together. You're just going to be waiting your entire life. The biggest bill we'll, we'll ever pay when we stand before Christ is the bill of regret. Like I... I could have done all of these things, Lord, right, right? And he shows you, this is what you were set out to do. Like, oh, that sounds great, but I was too afraid because I thought I needed to make sure that I had my degree and I had to make sure that I had all of this worked out and I had all of these flaws in my life that I was supposed to do and I was about to take a step. Lord, you know my intentions, God. I intended good. That's the enemy's lie is good intentions. I just intended to take a step forward, Lord. I want you to catch my heart today so I didn't use my God-awful notes that I wrote out for you. I say God-awful. It's, it's a bunch of chicken scratch. I can't read them anyways. I don't know why I try. I wanted you to share my heart. I wanted to share my heart to you because I, I am about the next generation. I spent my whole life with the next generation. Whether it's teaching middle school, whether it's coaching, whether it's being a youth minister, whether it's being a father, it's about, but like, we need more people to have that burden. We need you to have that burden, and you don't have to do like a thousand people. It's, it's, one, it's one person, that one young nephew that you have in your family that is glued to the switch or the stitch, whatever it's called. They're just glued to the switch, and you just switch that thing off and say, let's try something different, young nephew. Let's go outside. What? I like the AC, unks. I'm going to play my switch, unks. Let me just switch that off for you, son. And let's go outside and start to engage in this thing called play with humans and soccer balls. I didn't go straight to football. It was soccer and frisbees or whatever it is that you have. Or just walking 
with another young person that is dying for purpose, that is craving for your mana'o that you got from God because you spent five minutes in the word. That's five more minutes than they were in. And that you would share that and watch something start to change and transform because this word is alive and well and living and active and cuts through the BS and it cuts through all the things that they're feeding their souls on their feed, on their feed, feed, feed me, feed me, feed me, feed, feed, feed. Oh, you're like, oh, that looks like my life. Yes, we. And we start to feed on his word and start with to transfer our heart. We feed on his word, we transfer our heart. That was my message today. That we can't just tell, we got to show. We got to show. We got to be about. We got to walk it and show the next generation that they got next. Because I don't know about you, I'm nervous about the condition of our country. I'm nervous. The powers that be that is taking place, that is going to push and push and push the word and Christ out of our schools, out of culture. If we don't pass it on to the next generation, I'm telling you, every civilization went through it. There will be a dark space and place, but it shouldn't be on our watch. God called us for this era. He called us for this time. He called us for this time to be born so that we can say, I got next. Amen. Father, all across this place.